Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. Earl Grey, hot. Welcome to another serving of Earl Grey, where we talk all things Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm Philip Gilfus in the center chair this week, and I'm joined on my left by Counselor Darren Moser... Darren... Darren, where are you? Wait, you're on a computer screen. I'm over we're, here on the screen, weren't fella. Were you in the same room with me last time we recorded? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, that was a one-time thing. Oh, that's wow. sad. Wow. Yeah, the... yeah, I know. That's, that's God, right? Just ripped the heart out of me. <laughs> I'm there. never going to see you again. For the first time, for the last time. I don't, I don't think we snored that loud, did we, in the room? Anyway. Well, it's okay. You guys were in the other room, so I didn't mind at all. Okay, well, I'm also joined by my much more loyal uh, first officer, Commander Daniel... Pr- now, wait, hold on. Daniel's not here? Was McDuff around <laughs> now? What's happening? Where, where are you, Daniel? Oh, man. You know what? I missed several cosplay opportunities uh, this past week. Probably the most important now, thinking in my head, is Commander McDuff. Oh, that... <laughs> Oh, we could have rocked the three <laughs> red shirts. Awesome. That would have been awesome. We could have taken our album cover, like not, you know, podcast album, but like our rock band oh my cover God. band. So now this is just like filling my head with these great ideas. I could have gone as Commander McDuff and just shown up in other people's parties and groups like I totally belonged <laughs> there. <laughs> Don't oh, you hey guys, what, what's going on? I'm just, I'm Commander McDan. There's, why can't I hang out with you? You know? <laughs> Like we always do. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, as folks who may have listened to our previous episode may know, we recorded episode 152, Captain Proton's Revenge, in person, along with the intrepid crew of To the Journey. But now that we've all... Oh, I see intrepid what you did there. That was nice. That was nice. <laughs> word, word play. But now that we've all returned to our home stations, we just wanted to recap our Star Trek Las Vegas experience. And of course, to much uh, fanfare, share our episode of Super Bridgemates, recorded at the Roddenberry stage at Parks Bar at Star Trek, Las Vegas. Okay, so let's just go, you know, opening thoughts. We're going to go by chronology because we're boring that way. But just opening thoughts. And let's, let's just start with Daniel. First time Star Trek Con. What, 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 you've, you've gotten to think about it for a week. What, what are your thoughts about the happening? Not, not just first time Star Trek con, first time convention ever. So it oh. was, was it, it your was first, first time, time to Vegas? Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. Many, many significant, oh, wow. uh, how do we say this? PG rated. Yes. Beginnings. Many <laughs> satisfying first times is what I'll say. Um, <laughs> no, it was great. It was, it was so much fun. It really was a blast. Um, obviously, and, and, I'm not the first to say this. I'm not going to be the last to say this on this podcast, I'm sure. The highlight, of course, is meeting both both you two fellas as well as everybody else, uh, all of our friends from around Trek FM and, and uh, the larger podcasting community. I mean, that was by far my favorite part. And what I, we spent the most time doing, you know, without, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, the con itself, 
was good. Um, but to me, it just it served to facilitate that that meeting, that grouping, that kind of social thing. So, and that was so much fun that it didn't really didn't even matter. I mean, we went to three or four panels. Um, I'm sure we'll get into that, but uh, that was secondary to me. It was it was fun. It was cool. To, and uh, there, you know, there's a there's a story about. Uh, Darren almost elbowing Nana Visitor in the face, uh, which maybe we'll get to in a... Chronology, Daniel. <laughs> Chronology. We're not yes, there yet. Yes, so to answer your question, so much fun. Uh, such a great experience. You make it sound like I saw her across the room, and I just walked up and was like, this one's for Daniel. Luckily, you won't know who did this to you. Um, <laughs> My name is Daniel Prue. But, you know, yeah, no, you know, I can't say enough about uh, what a wonderful special time that was and 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 how how it was just great just to see everybody, you know. All right. And then, Darren, you're first time in vegas i believe and certainly your first time in star trek las vegas so what were what were your thoughts now that you've had a couple days to settle in yeah yeah my first time staying overnight in vegas i'd previously driven through it on a road trip up to montana which was a good enough dose for me and but now you know several days and again just just like daniel said you know i i can't imagine even with a star trek convention as fun as that is going and not knowing anybody i don't think i would have had any i mean you would i would have had a little fun because there's other trekkies around and you're gonna make some sort of connection but it was so much fun i mean i think there was like 15 or so people that i just directly already knew going there so that was a huge group and you know that's also kind of like larry nemechek and and you know john and ken and, and other people that aren't you know that i talk to very often but I mean, Larry's on every other week, we know, but, but no, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I drove there. So of course I got to pack a car full of things that we didn't absolutely need, but would be a lot of fun to have in Vegas. So, uh, yeah, so Aaron Harvey and I drove up from LA through the wonderful desert. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would trade that for the commutes you guys had with the layovers. It was pretty on par with not being fun, but we got there. Right. And you, you were flying the runabout, of course. Yes, we were flying the, the, the Rio Grande. And, and the Rio. Uh, you know, Darren, you mentioned Larry and Larry, if you're listening, we were in the room, you know, that you had your booth several times. Larry was never around. Just I'm just, you know, well, he well he came. Well, to the I wasn't party, there for the party, you Darren. There, so, we, so, oh gosh, <laughs> awkward, Darren. Darren, chronology, chronology. <laughs> okay, okay. So we arrived and checked in. No, okay. Well, you know what? Let, but, let's just go ahead and get into the chronology here. Um, so you know, day one, of course, is is actually Darren. He is issue zero, um, in the Earl Grey, uh, Star Trek Las Vegas continuum. Um, and so I know we go pretty quickly, but Darren, give us like the uh, the thirty second day one for you. Yeah, well, we arrived, Aaron and I, and so, it, you know, we was, it was in the evening by the time we actually got there, just a lot of traffic and such, but that way we could hit the next day strong, and, you know, you, Philip, were going to arrive in the morning, so I had to pick you up, but the, the first cool thing that happened was our room, and we got a sweet upgrade, but, the, but not even oh, that. No, the when room you're about number, to say this, all I'm picturing is the scene from Star Trek Four when Chekhov rings up Admiral Kirk. To explain where they are, but go go ahead. No, no. So so he so so we get uh we're checking in for the room and we get room seventeen zero zero one. So room one on the seventeenth floor 
of the tower. And I'm like, eh, close enough. That's perfect. That's it's exactly. I mean, for a Star Trek convention, that's a perfect room to be Admiral, in. It's the Enterprise. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Philip, our room is the Enterprise. <laughs> Uh, well, after I was done decorating, it was the Enterprise, true. so that was. Yeah. But yeah, so no. But the first day was just checking in and and unpacking. Uh, the turbolift system was not really on par, so I pretty much had to go across a bridge down to the first floor, over to another elevator, then up to our room, and down shit. the hall. Yeah, it was interesting. We took must have been trips, the discovery. I said I brought Hey-o! lots of things. Oh, <laughs> oh, but uh, but no. So that was that was the first day. It was pretty much just checking in and settling into our awesome space. All right, and then I came along uh, in in day one or day two, depending on how uh, your canon is for SPLV. Uh, Thursday, right. some would call some it. Would call it not me though. Uh, yeah, uh, Bridge Mates Eve. Bridge um, uh, <laughs> Mates Eve. Uh, Did we sing carols that day? Well, I, I put remember. up some stockings. Some... I don't know about you, but uh... <laughs> there was some carousing. Um, I, th- I, I, I'm, I went to. I remember you, you and Aaron picked me up from the airport. Um, um, I don't remember. I think you you sort of took me on the tour. And I guess I don't know for folks right. that listeners, you know, you may have heard maybe uh, TTJ to the journey to talk about their experience. But I guess we should briefly you know talk about the layout you know uh uh we were in the hotel which is off the las vegas strip so it's sort of self-contained in, in a way you're not really going to go anywhere outside of there um but the for the convention setup once you kind of got to the convention side of rio they sort of had tableaus set up across the main convention they're sort of the big 50th delta shield uh, where everyone had to right. take their picture photo ops yeah, yeah. yeah sort of mandatory you had to you could not do the convention without doing a delta shield pick um but as you walk there are different tableaus where you can do different cool pictures. There's the Guardian of Forever. There's the Borg alcoves. There's the uh, TOS Tribble. There's a TOS Transporter. Those are just in the hallways, just walking around. You just take pictures there. And so that was sort of the cool part. And then there's sort of three main rooms. Um, well, I suppose more than that. But you sort of have your main, uh, what's the word? Theater. Theater um, where you, all the main panels are. Very, very huge. Very, very huge. You know, how many people or seats? Well, that would be the entire con, so around 6,000 right, people. so that's how many chairs are there. So it's pretty, pretty huge and big. Um, then you have your secondary stage, which I don't think I ever went to, honestly. Um, but they that sort of, I guess, secondary panels. And then you had your third stage, or the Roddenberry Quark Spar stage, where we spent most of our time, to tell you the truth. Um, and that sort of had um, sort of more fan-created content. Then you had the huge dealer's room, um, which we can probably go into if we want to. Um, then you had sort of the uh, photo... Autograph opportunity where you sort of had sort of like I don't call them B stars, but sort of like you know the the you just like would walk in this room and be like oh there's James Darren there's Robert O'Reilly there's just just sitting there and so that was I think the coolest part you just like would walk around and just like stare at them and you know like like a museum but um yeah so that that was just sort of the layout but uh, that was the tour Darren <clears> took me <throat> on. now I think that the highlight of day one two slash Thursday was definitely Daniel you can you can go and. Uh, was the big huge party that no one will ever forget their experience. Oh. It was really the highlight of all the trip. Uh. Well, wait. There, well, there's a couple things that happened first. So first, we we met up with a lot of Trek ephemers. We saw Tristan and Char's meet right. for the first time, which was cool at the Burger Place. And we saw the Whoopi Goldberg panel, right. which is the first time she had ever been to a Star Trek convention. She did really, really mm-hmm. well, and that was a lot yeah. of fun. So we did, yeah, we did a couple panels. And whatnot, but then around eight o'clock, like you said, uh, Bridge Mates Eve. Yeah, we were tweeting. We, we were, were tweeting. Have... You know, the parties up at you know by invite only. Tell them 
data sent you. Yes, we had the secret. Uh, the passcode was one zero one eight five four three Victor Charlie five three four B. You know, and nobody showed up. I don't know why. No, uh, but no. So we again, like I said, being able to drive and bring a lot of things you don't need, but you can have. Uh, we deck our I decorated with uh, the Star Trek blueprints from the Enterprise D were all around the walls. There were uh, on the main table we had set up. Uh, to play the Star Trek Interactive via VCR board game, a Klingon challenge. And there was, you know, there were cards, there were all sorts of fun things and name tags. I mandated, right. I mandated name tags. Cause I don't know. Anybody, right. And for so. folks who don't know how to host an online party, it has to be name and Twitter handle. That is yes, a must. That makes it much, much Honestly, easier. If you ever go to any co- convention, let's just, just make your own name tag that has your name, and your Twitter handle. It will make things 100% easier. Trust me. Uh, yes. But yeah, I think everyone had a lot of fun. Um, as, as always, e- Earl Grey hosts the fun. So we hosted all the, the fun. And that's two noise complaints, folks. Read it and weep. Two noise complaints. <laughs> so, yes, we did get two noise complaints. And apparently after that, all I did was shush people. But... We didn't get a third, so I'm happy with that. But we did play the Star Trek Interactive VCR board game, a Klingon Challenge, which was a lot of fun. And we beat it. We had six people playing, and I don't think anyone but me had played it before, which was really fun. And Tristan had the final win move with 19, or was it? No, it was like 16 seconds left on the counter. So we barely, barely made it. But we, we stunned uh uh, Kovac. Not, not yet. Now, now tell the listeners not Garen, what brilliant idea you had with your board game. Well, well, it was because he was, like you said, right there in the uh, aut- autograph room. So I took my copy of Star Trek The Next Generation Interactive VCR board game, A Klingon Challenge, down to the, uh, the, the signing room and had Robert O'Reilly, or not Galron, sign it. He did sign it, Galron. I wasn't going to correct him, but... Uh, the, yeah, so I have a signed and, box and now. now. And he did offer me if I wanted to buy number two <laughs> off of the line, which I'm like, mm, I'm good. I already have it, and I, I really don't... Whatever you're going to charge for it, I don't need. But. Yeah, but we thank all the hosts from around the network and outside the network, and all listeners who came. We certainly enjoyed hosting you um, and getting a get-together. And, and Yeah, there was just, like maybe, I want to say like 30 to 40 people over the couple of hours we had it. I mean, it was a nice size group and, and everyone had a lot of fun and that, and that made me happy. I, I like my wife and I like hosting people. And, and so that brought me joy to have a place that people could come together and play a game that was really fun. And uh, there was some uh, Norm's friend, uh, Todd, <laughs> who was the, the, the life of the party. The Commodore? Yes. The Commodore Todd. And he he's really on TOS. He's not much on TNG. So I was starting to explain the blueprints to him. And he was a little uh, inebriated, I would say. But he uh, was very happy right, right. We all? to learn about you know, the Enterprise. Uh, guys, D. this party and sounds like so much fun. Uh, <laughs> man. I, 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 it was, we were only missing <laughs> one thing. Could it uh, was that? I can't really put my Did I forget to pack something? all right so let's go on to day three or bridgemates day uh daniel take it take it from there what what, talk about the date well since philip is just gonna gloss over it uh, after this wonderful party they had to come pick me up (laughs) from the airport 
We had to shut the party we, down we literally, literally to go pick up Daniel <laughs> from the We airport. literally planned the party in picking up Daniel, um, and we're like, guys, we don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We have to get this ready for Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that was how Daniel contributed. He, he was our answer for yeah. ending wah, the party. Yeah. <laughs> But that's okay. I, I wasn't able to. But, but Daniel, tell us about your arrival and and the. Yeah, no, I was I wasn't able to get in until about eleven o'clock local time, uh, on Thursday evening, which was uh, what two o'clock in the morning my time. Uh, so that was fun. That was a great a great fun. But, but yeah, you know, uh, Darren brought me to uh, In and Out Burger as an East as an East. That's right. As an East Both Coast guys. or something I've never had before. So that was nice. Um, we went. There were hats, and you guys uh, humored me and wore the hats. There are pictures. I mean, Um, and then we, you know, we, we, you know, we did the little tour and and went to bed, of course, because it was late, and everybody was so partied out. (laughs) I was like, "Hey guys, let's let's stay up and talk. We can make s'mores. (laughs) We can tell ghost stories. Why? Why is everyone?" Daniel's sitting there with a with a harp. Row, <laughs> row, row your boat, and we're just like, "Good night, Daniel." We're uh, but the next day was the big day for us because uh, right at twelve, twelve thirty, can't remember. Now, now we started. It actually, was what did we go to a panel? Um, I feel like we started the day off with something, then we didn't just go smash into bridge. Well, we wore our bridgemate shirts, right. so we were kind of canvassing the area. And you didn't want to take pictures yet because we weren't in our cosplay, but we were taking, but we, that's what we did. We took our, the three of us pictures Mm -hmm. because there was actually three of us, you know, we were all there at that point. So yeah, so we took some pictures in the Borg alcoves and, and a couple of places. We did the dealer's room, just, you know, things. We did the tour for Daniel. Yeah, the tour for Daniel. And I think we did a panel. Which one though? It wasn't PNG. Wasn't Mulgrew because that was Saturday. No, you know you're right. We didn't do a panel until later that uh-huh. day, because um, we only did the Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> panel on on Wednesday or sorry on Thursday. But I feel like we did go to something. Then, I just remember quietly freaking out because <laughs> when we went to do our technical check. Oh, I know what we yeah. did in the morning. We had our tech rehearsal. Yeah, no, I remember that <laughs> because because <laughs> they couldn't find an auto an audio. Which listeners are probably bored me talking about this uh the, the the tech guy couldn't find the audio cord i'm like oh well that plays no part in what we're doing <laughs> yeah the audio cable that would connect the computer which plays all of our sounds and the audio from the movie right, clips. So i'm just yeah, quietly was, yeah, freaking out minor about thing four hours in the morning um but it, don't worry it's gonna be installed on tuesday <laughs> philip that's totally no, no, fine we didn't do any um, panels but we did uh, we did have a lovely breakfast with uh, the women at war folk as well as as oh, well as uh, Aaron. Was. So. Mm-hmm. The, buffet. The, the buffet. Yeah, yeah. You got to meet because you got to do the buffet at least yeah, once. It was cool to meet all of them for the first time and even um even ones I really haven't even met like I never met Grace even virtually before so that was nice to sort of meet all four um so that was a good experience. Then we- again name tags <laughs> would help me. I mean it's Oh it's, just cuz they're women yeah. they all look alike Darren is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you know, having and hanging around with Shar and Tristan and Aaron, of course, that was sort of the the core. I uh, don't know how many. Numbers. Yeah, we all kind of stuck together through most of the con. I mean, we would sometimes go off and do our own things, but for the most part, we were at least in a group of like five. It seemed at at any given yeah, time. You know, standard away team uh, configuration, of course. <laughs> um, yes, but but now, guys, how did you react to when people came up to you? Like some people who may be listening now may have been some of those people. How did, how was that? 
Uh, odd. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it is you know we 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 enjoy ourselves every week and we do this for fun and and we are kind of intellectually aware that there are people that hear us every week, but it's not really at least for me. It's not something that enters my thought process too often. So it's kind of strange to have somebody be like, "Oh, hey, by the way, I'm I'm a fan and I listen." And I'm like, it, it, yeah, it's kind of weird." I'm like, "Oh my goodness, what do I do? I don't know. Like this this is a lot of stress." <laughs> uh, but it, they pull out a, a microphone. I want to record yeah, yeah. everything you say. But you know, uh, so if I ever came off a little standoffish, that was just why because it's it's a very bizarre experience. Um, you know, when you've never been exposed to that kind of a thing before. Um, but it was it was I mean it was humbling. It was amazing. It was it, we we received so much support. It was it was wonderful and uh, and it was super cool to meet those people as well. Yeah, it, there was, I mean, I could probably count on one hand the number of people who, who recognized me. I, I think it was more so after you guys were there and they saw, like, the three of us. Because in the beginning, they'd be like, <laughs> three oh, that white guy looks guys, like, glasses, like Darren. laughing yeah. a lot. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, because before, it's like, oh, that, that looks like Darren. Ah, that can't be him. And then it's like, oh, look, there's Darren, Daniel, and Philip. That must be Earl Grey. They're wearing Earl Grey t-shirts. I wonder if that's them. But, yeah, no, that was, it was cool. I mean, it's, it's an interesting experience. I'm I'm glad the level of recognition we had it wasn't yeah. too much higher because that would have been I think a little much like we can't get down the corridor, but uh, you know they hadn't seen our super bridgemaid's prowess yet so okay. thank well, you know, thank goodness we'll for that. get to your attention hogging in another day Darren just hold on okay um so there was super bridgemaids of course um, listeners you will hear that um, at this end of this short talk here so we won't spoil it um. Uh, I will attempt not to do the opening of the Ensigns of Command when Data tells <laughs> Picard and Beverly perhaps they should choose another uh, performance to attend um, that might be a little bit better because um, apparently you shouldn't be too honest about things. So um, I, I will only do this. This, I'll, this will be my disclaimer. And this is all I'll say. Um, listeners, when you listen to Super Bridge Mates, there was an error on my part. I am fully responsible. Um, I probably would have handled it differently now that I've had a week to think about it. Um, but I will, without spoilers, a team did not get a question um, because of circumstances. Um, and so, you know what? I don't know who really won. Listeners, you tell me who you think won. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. But anyway, you guys can say, did you have fun? That's all. I, you know. Yeah. Oh, I had so much fun doing Super Bridgemates. And, and again, it's, we're podcasters. We do an audio-only format that is edited before it gets to you guys and the other thing is i felt that we were kind of not negatively but we were pushed to to add elements to super bridgemates that we don't normally have we don't normally have all this interactivity which was fun but it is very challenging like i did not begrudge you being the host and coordinating all of that i just had to do the technical side which was enough in that so it was very complex and I think, yeah, definitely after having a week to think about it, there were things we could have streamlined or, or cut out or, or shifted. No, but, don't don't but say all, shift. All all, don't it, say shift, Aaron. <laughs> I might have flashbacks. <laughs> but all in all, it was fun. I think the guests, like the, the participants had fun. I think the audience had fun. And I mean, listening, editing it together, everyone in the audience is having a good time and is laughing and, you know, the jokes are good. So I think, you know, it was a good time. Now, Daniel, what did it feel like to enter a stage to enter? <laughs> it was fun. I, I had a blast. Um, and, you know, no, no. Also, 
and and folks, I don't want to overpromise. There is video. <laughs> it may come out. I don't want to say when or how. Um, but I think my favorite part of Bridgemates, or one of the top five, was that we had three teams, as you well know, and as you will hear, which you can't hear, obviously, um, through audio, but you can through video, is that two of the teams had two chairs, while Free Enterprise, <laughs> of course, only had one chair for two people, because guess what? Only winners get chairs. Yeah, chairs are for winners. But you know, uh, no, but here's the thing, right? We had a blast, all six of us that were participating, and uh, you know, not to make Philip red in the face, but uh, you know, everybody was very aware. Uh, he was very uh, nervous the entire time before, and and was upset about the situation afterwards. But I think if you listen to the sh- uh, the the event, you'll realize that things just happened and, and it was fast and it was out of his control. But the whole thing was so good. It was so much fun that, you know what, you know, it was there's no reason to get upset about what happened. Like Darren says, we're not used to this. We, we, we don't do this, uh, you know, and it was it was just a lot of fun to be up on the stage with those people. And here's the thing. We didn't lose. So I technically so uh, I don't really care about the end results. Uh, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we had a panel yeah, at Star Trek I, Las Vegas. I mean, how many people can s- nah. drop drop the mic and not just and walk Star away. Trek Las Vegas? <laughs> Star Trek Las Vegas 50th anniversary, folks. Then you drop that's the mic. right. So on the hundredth, they're going to bring <laughs> us back out. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I hope not. <laughs> well, I have to say that my favorite part because I, in everyone who I have gotten good feedback with, I am listening to it and I do appreciate it. But you know, I, I, I being, you know, I'm always going to be bothering me. But anyway, but. I think my favorite compliment was the tech guy who I saw like two days later because he, he was running tech for the Roddenberry stage the whole time. And I was just like, hey, you know, thanks for, you know, helping out and da da da. He's like, oh, are you guys doing it again today? I'm like, wow, whoa, whoa, cowboy, you know. But, but I'm like, well, if the audio guy, because, you know, he's just there in the day, you know, there right. the whole day. Did he think we needed a second go? <laughs> yeah, I I'm like, yeah, look, if he enjoyed it and he's just sitting there, you know, schlubbing it the whole day, you know, he. When you entertain the tech guy, because well, that's remember they had a they had a gap at that same slot the next day, which I remember we noted in the schedule. Uh, so, but yeah, one one and done is is sure. enough. So, for so us. we had that, and I'm going to kind of cut fast forward here. So basically, the next day, and I might be slipping days together. So we're going to basically do a little amorphous, just go thematically now. All right, guys, let's talk TNG panel. Um, <laughs> we went to a panel. With what was happening, with <laughs> what Jonathan was going Frakes, on? Your Captain William T. Riker of the Titan, with uh, Commander Counselor Deanna Troy, also of the Titan, and with Lieutenant Commander War, formerly of Defiant Deep Space Nine. Guys, did that not capture why we do this? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a crazy uh, show! It was a show. It was a crazy experience. That like uh, Frakes was literally roaming the audience he was not on stage for most of the of the panel i think he went into scott back yeah. like photo op booth and was like taking pictures with them it was it was really it random. was you know it's one thing to know and to hear and to see in these interviews their camaraderie but it's another thing to experience it in person and that was it was one of the highlights of the convention yeah. for and me. i think they I, mean, I think that's probably what people say about us too. Yeah, absolutely, uh, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, I, I play with the ships at my desk too. So, <laughs> but I mean, and they were funny, and they they you know they didn't have a moderator. I don't think one could handle them. <laughs> and 
I mean, you had some, and even what was fun is even in that one panel, there were running jokes, like the whole, everyone just asking questions for Jonathan, like was really funny. Marina said the most honest things about questions at cons that we've ever heard that we wish everyone could hear. For any listeners, I really don't mean to insult anyone who's (coughs) ever been to a con or asked, but if I could have Marina Sierra just at every con I go to give a primer on how to ask questions, oh, things would run so much more smoothly. Yeah. Well, that and coupled with what Whoopi said, because that was the big thing, because Whoopi said, don't tell me an episode, tell me a moment. Like when you were talking about slavery with Patrick, like that's what she remembers. Not, do you remember in The Measure of a Man when you were having the scene after the second act before the commercial break, you know? And, but yeah, and then what Marina said with, uh, what did she say? She's talking about, I think, um, oh, yeah, don't don't say like, oh, is there some secret behind the scenes thing we're going to say about a guest star? What we're being recorded. There's thousands of you here. What, what are we going to say? Right. I thought that was that was great. Um, yeah, I mean, because I mean, from a TNG perspective, this being Earl Grey, I think uh, Guinan and the three we just named there. Now, there was a panel with uh, Brent, um, with Gates um, and Tasha. Tasha. Yeah, Denise and, and uh, Q, John Delancey was there. Um, you know, we tried to get a photo with Daniel. It didn't work out. <laughs> uh, but uh, he couldn't remember what episode he was from. Yeah, so yeah, um, uh, never gets old. Uh, never gets old. <laughs> uh, but we did get a picture with a Q cosplayer. Yeah, so that's half as good. Pretty much. Okay, so let's let's uh, skip and let's cross our streams. Saturday was our big costuming day. That's right. Daniel went as a Star Trek. <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> And you and I donned the the no, red no, command no, 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 uniforms. No, no, no. Who, who cares about you and command red, Darren? What we care about is when you armored up on Saturday, because this is the chutzpah here at Earl Grey. <laughs> what what happens when Darren goes to the Star Trek 50th anniversary <laughs> once in a lifetime Las Vegas experience? My friends, he brings his stormtrooper armor and he goes down. Well, you know, well, no, I didn't fall over in the stormtrooper armor. That would have been very interesting. But as I stipulate. Who doesn't want a picture with a stormtrooper, even at a Star Trek convention? And to be fair, he was wearing the the, the com badge, so that you know. was how I blend in. They just they, <laughs> it was invisible. But no, it was it was a lot of fun, and and I'm really thankful for you guys because you know it was it was more the walk to the con area that I was nervous of, just because you never know, people are weird and. And, you know, you, you, you cannot see a lot and you cannot run and there's a lot you can't do in the armor. But once we got down there and for the most part, people were really accepting of it. They would, you know, I, I got, of course, the occasional like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, wrong convention. But I gave my party line of I was part of the JJ Exchange program and that always got a laugh. And then people were like, oh, OK, you know, that's that's now, of course, but, our, uh, our, but, our favorite moment, I think, or my was that, you know, course you know stormtrooper walking around and they'd be like oh r2's that way and we're like oh ha ha yeah, yeah the droids you're looking for are down yeah, there yeah, oh yeah no never heard and that then, before of course, darren described what happened there uh, then we start hearing these beeps and and whistles and i'm like oh there someone brought their r2 there is an r2 down there <laughs> and in the middle of the the walkway there was a circle of people and R2-D2 was there, and, and he didn't see me coming, so I just come barreling into the circle, point a finger at him, and say, you thought I wouldn't find you here at a Star Trek convention. He backs up about five feet immediately, and the, the handler was doing great, because he was just really putting some personality into it. I love interacting with droids like that, where 
I'm just playing off of what he's doing, like as if I can understand what he's saying, and it's it's a lot of fun. So yes, we, we so that was we definitely good. attracted the attention when you have a stormtrooper in R2 in the middle of a Star Trek convention, which I think the hilarious yes. thing was apparently it was Star Wars Day because we had seen a Twitter photo of a Darth Vader steampunk that morning, and then you guys are walking. Or there was the Darth Vader Borg. Okay. And then we're walking around. And yeah, I saw one of those. There's two people. There's what a Han and a Leia walking around. There's a Han and a Leia, <laughs> and Jedi's. I think later we, there was a couple of Jedi's. So yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun, and we just got a lot of pictures. Just pictures in the transporters, pictures in the Guardian Forever, in the Borg alcove, and a lot of people, you know, stopped for pictures, which was cool. And because I mean, I love taking pictures. I don't mind, you know, stopping and and doing that with people. And but again, it was nice because for the most part, everyone you know, treated me really well and, and no, you know, which again, we're all nerds. We're all dressing up and whatever. It doesn't matter what universe we're from. And, and, and then we could go hour by hour, but we do want to, I know everyone's excited about listening to super bridge mate. So we'll kind of boil it down here, guys. I'll give you basically your, your five to 10 minutes of, of your favorite parts and the highlights here of the convention, anything you haven't mentioned here. So, but I'll just say, you know, of course, like we've all said, you know, whether it was um, lunch or dinner or, breakfast or whatever hanging out with everyone we got opportunities to play star trek seen it with some of the group uh you know it's always either us and the women and and to the journey and then you know aaron and, and everyone else would come and we played we in fact did get to experience a klingon challenge and i believe we beat it with 12 seconds 13 seconds i think it was it was 16 for the first time and 19, 19 for, the, for second the second time so yeah yeah both under 20 yeah, so it was, it was a very good experience so um yeah i mean i think you know we we going through all the pictures i think something amuses me every day i'll probably post one picture for the next like two months of of star trek 50 um and so it was definitely a decompressing of you know know, it's the old uh cliche you know the post-con blues or whatever but you know i can't really like you know like hey daniel darren where do you want to oh you're not here (laughs) what do we do oh shoot um but yeah i definitely enjoyed myself drinking a bunch of james t kirk's if you were there, you know what they are. It was green. Um, or blue, possibly. But it was blue. Yeah, it, it didn't really matter after the third one. I'm gonna <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so I enjoyed meeting all the listeners, meeting all the fellow co-hosts, meeting all of you. And, of course, um, I hopefully that fun and, and excitement will get captured here in what follows here. Um, but, uh, Darren, what, what was your anything that's been left on set here about Star Trek Vegas? Well, it was also fun after we played Seen It on Saturday night, which was fun because everyone there was like, oh, do we want to play Seen It? And everyone had a copy, but nobody ever wanted to play with it. It It's all the same. Nobody wants to play with us because we're all so good. And it was a challenge, not a Klingon challenge, but it was a challenge because we, we kept getting all the all plays. And literally, as soon as it went up, everybody yelled out the answer at almost the exact same time because we all... We were trying to find a way to put it on the hard setting because it was, you know, it's not it's not quite designed for this level of fandom, but it was a lot of fun. And then I got to share my 1994 and 1999 Star Trek action <laughs> figure movies that I had made, which I got some wonderful comments. Best part of the con, I think some said. I don't know about that, but it was a lot of fun to share that. And uh, but yeah, but just overall, just like you said, being able to hang out with friends every every i never went anywhere alone we were always doing stuff together and that was a lot of fun doing bridge mates was super fun the the party was was great i'm glad we got to do that because i was 
in the months leading up to Star Trek Las Vegas, I was trying to coordinate some sort of get together at like a local restaurant or something. It just never panned out. But I think the party was perfect. Just the right size, just the right amount of time. Everyone who was anyone was there. And it was... Uh, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yes. And the, uh, or was in the room that night at some time, maybe after. No, uh, but it was... Yeah, no, I, I do wish Daniel had been able to make it. I think that would have been even, even better. The only thing that could have topped it. But, uh, but, it, was, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know about next year, but, but this year was definitely one for the history books. And Daniel, your, your closing thoughts on Star Trek Big. Just uh, just a lot of fun. A lot of fun packed into a very short amount of time. You know, there are, there are moments that uh, that we are uh, are not going to get to talk about. One thing that I just wanted to bring up, just to get your guys's reaction, um, was our very very brief trip into the Las Vegas Strip, uh, which was oh, extremely Lord. unsuccessful, but uh, is a story that's worth telling. I think. Uh, and maybe in the future we'll tell it. Uh, but uh, we, we, we tried and it didn't work, but that's okay. Um, no. So what do you do when you have a car <laughs> and you want to go to the strip and you need to see the lucky cat, <laughs> the lucky but you cat. Didn't look to see if the lucky cat was still there, but that doesn't oh, matter. You want to go to a casino, so, you can't find where the entrance is to park. <laughs> so the five of us piled into well, the well, car. Let's it was, it what? was uh, myself, Darren, Daniel, Darren at the helm, of course, Matt Hansen and yeah. Tristan Riddell. Yeah, so we could fit five, and we fit five, and so we're heading over, and of course it's evening, like nighttime, it's probably like what, eight or nine o'clock, something like that, but it was traffic, there's tons of traffic, and we knew which hotel had the lucky cat, and we're heading towards there, and, and I'm trying to find a spot to like drop off Daniel, and I'm like, Daniel, what, or someone asked, like, could you check like where the lucky cat exactly is, and you called them, and they said, oh, we don't do that anymore, so we're like, okay, well, that's fine, we can circle around and maybe get to caesar's and that took way longer than we were expecting uh so i of course this whole time i had oceans 11 soundtrack queued up and playing through our uh speakers as we drove by the bellagio and we drove by caesar's (laughs) palace and we drove by a lot of things uh the pharmacy pharmacy and a lot of other fun billboards we passed but uh, so it was, it was fun. I mean, it wasn't walking it, but it was hot. And, you know, walking's overrated. Yeah, you know, so. and he, here's really the long and short of it is, is th- th- these, you know, we can, we can specify experiences and moments and places and time, but it's all about the entire thing. It's about being with the people. And, you know, that's, that's essentially what it boils down to. And it was just so much fun meeting everyone. And we've, we've mentioned quite a few names here. And I would venture to guess it's probably only half the people that we got to spend time with. And so, you know, to all of those people who, who we didn't mention by name, just as exciting to, to, to see you and to spend time with you as well. It's just too much. It's just it was three days of constant barrages of fun. And we just can't kind of parse it into this short period of time. But it was just so, so wonderful. And and. And, uh, you know, I'll take those, those memories with me forever. So there's no doubt about it. Right. If you could have a... Well, yeah, one more, one last thing I wanted to say was uh, Sunday. So after I dropped both you guys off in uh, two trips to the airport, uh, you know, it was packing and getting everything out of the, the hotel. But Aaron Harvey got to be a part of the Roddenberry Stage uh, podcast summit that Ken and... Uh, 
John and John and Ken put together. And that was really fun to see all these different people and everyone was kind of sharing. I think that would have been really fun to get anyone who was like a podcaster from whatever network or from wherever you were, because we all have the same problems and the same, you know, things we work through. So that was really interesting to just hear other people share their experiences. And yeah, and then we just kind of slowly wrapped up. Oh, and karaoke. I forgot to mention karaoke. Two of the nights, uh, not Galron, JG Hertzler and JG Hertzler put on awesome Klingon karaoke for two nights in the in the smaller th- uh, stage and it was a time to behold Norm and Todd you totally know what I'm talking about <laughs> so but yeah lot, lots of fun they, they packed it they planned it pretty well uh, for my first Star Trek convention I had a blast All right. okay well to the listeners we will now present um, the presentation of Super Bridgemates uh, the audio quality probably you know is, it's, was in a convention hall so I know Darren's the room mic. Yeah, yeah. So. so Darren did a, did a great job. But just just know, obviously, it's not going to be like you know this audio quality you're listening to now. But we think you'll enjoy it. And then uh, please stay tuned after the presentation of Bridgemates for a special announcement about the future of Earl Grey. So without further ado, here's Super Bridgemates. All right, ladies and gentlemen, coming up right now, Super Bridgemates, Trek FM Interactive Game Show. Let's do it. We cover all the series, we cover stuff like music, melodic tracks, we cover um, issues, um, and, and everything dealing with Star Trek. So if you have an interest in Star Trek, you'll hear it on our podcast network. Um, this is a contest or, a, or a, a competition we've been doing on the podcast for a while here, so we certainly appreciate you for being uh, participants on here. We'll be calling some audience members up to help us out. But without further ado, we're also recording this, so if there's some uh, stuff that looks weird, it's probably just because I want to make it sound good for the audience. But anyway, but enough of that. So I'm going to officially begin here. Are you all ready? Yeah. All right, well, it's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG episode uh, podcast here. Welcome to the Roddenberry stage here at Star Trek Las Vegas. Here for Super Bridgemates, the Trek.fm interactive game show. Uh, Super Bridgemates is a Star Trek-based game played around the galaxy. Uh, it's played in podcast co-host teams. So like Trip and Reed, or Rex and Mares, and O'Brien in that console he likes to kick all the time. <laughs> Everyone forms friendships when being on that bridge together. And so we're going to find out how well they know each other and how well they work together here at Super Bridgemates. So without further ado... So, first and foremost, the folks closest to my hearts is, from Earl Grey, Daniel Prue, and Darren Moser, Team Creative Prize. Alright guys, how are you doing today? We're doing pretty good. Pretty good. We feel like this is the time we're going to win. <laughs> For the first time. We have never won this game. 
so far. Apparently chairs are for winners, and uh, but we, we're feeling good. All right, and of course, for our next team, from To The Journey, Charlotte Schmidt and Tristan Riddell. He said something about his new image. I tell you, he's been acting kind of strange lately. How so? Well, if I didn't know better, I'd say he was showing signs of insecurity. <laughs> yes, but you do know better. Androids don't feel such things. I don't know. Sometimes I think he's becoming more human than any of us realize. Come in. Data? Jordy? Is Counselor Troy with you? Yes, I'm here, Data. Jordy said you wanted to see us. Indeed. Or stated more correctly, I wanted you to see me. Can we come in? Please. Did you damage your face, Data? It has appeared, Jordy. A fine, full, dignified beard. One which commands respect and projects thoughtfulness and dignity. Well, opinions? It's, um, very different. When I stroke the beard thusly, do I not appear more intellectual? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to go now. What the fuck? Why was she laughing? All right, Team Free Enterprise. Okay. That Will Riker cosplay is from the TNG Season 2 episode, The Schizoid Man. But, in a scene removed from that episode's script, what other character did Data attempt to emulate? Is it A, he tries on a series of dresses in an attempt to capture Troy's sensuality. Is it B, Data goes entirely bald in order to be more like Picard? Is it C, he wears a large Klingon sash in order to be more like Worf the Warrior? Or is it D, the android tries on a variety of sweaters to imitate Wesley's childhood? <laughs> it's one of those options? Oh, it's gotta be B. B, which would be? B, B was Picard. Picard. Because I can, yeah, I can see, I mean, he does a good Picard impression, and he could probably do that in this episode. 
So we're gonna go with B, Captain Picard. All right, let's see. All right, that is one point for Greens Enterprise. So right now you're winning the game. That's, I think we're done. We're gonna have music. But that's right. From Star Trek: The Next Generation Companion, which Larry Larry Nemechek wants me to remind everyone is still for sale. It says, quote, a subplot in Tracy Torme's script involved Data's lack of ego. Trimmed along with several of the scenes featuring Data's beard was the original tag scene, in which he is seen trying to yet again emulate an admired and respected crew member, in this scene, to Picard's chagrin, the android is bald. <laughs> There's definitely not a lack of ego on the stage right now. That's right. All right, speaking of which, for Team Lizard Babies, this video is for you. Yes. Yes! Good morning, Captain. That's a matter of opinion. What is it? Internal scans haven't revealed anything about the genetic mutations. The doctor? Still offline. We are investigating the possibility... Inform me of any progress. Understood. There's one more thing. The incident with Tom and Bellana started me thinking about ship's protocol. Or lack thereof. Captain. It seems to me that people have been getting a little too comfortable around here lately. They're late for their duty shifts, taking mess hall privileges during non-designated hours, and a lot of people are spending more time on the holodeck than they are at their posts. You are security, Chief. Don't 13 department heads report to you every day? Yes. Well, straighten them out. Shall I flog them as well? <laughs> scientific method from the fourth season of Voyager. So, lizard babies, tell us what happened for the first time in this episode, according to the official Star Trek Voyager magazine. Was it A, Janeway changes hairstyles four times during this episode? <laughs> Is it B, Tuvok calls Neelix Mr. Talaxian? Is it C, Robert Beltran improvises every one of his lines? <laughs> A character other than Seven of Nine wears tights for most of this episode. That's tough. Wow. I don't. I, you were the hair expert on on Janeway, so I don't. I don't, I don't think it's that. Is that just because she's a woman, Tristan? Yeah. Uh, no, because she's written like 16 blog posts about it. I am the hair expert, so I know that's not it. One hairstyle in this episode. The tights have me thinking. I don't know if that's it either. I think it is Mr. Talaxian. All right, let's see what the answer is. All right, I'm afraid you're wrong. According to Robert Picard, he enjoyed the chance that this episode gave him to show off his physique. He said, of course you got to see me wear tights for the first time. The day that I wore those tights, Jerry Ryan pinched me on the butt about five times. She was just so delighted that someone else had to wear tights on the show. That was when he was in the holiday. I don't remember the tights. I don't remember. Do any of you remember the tights? Yeah. Oh, okay, five, five. Five. We were wrong. All right, for a limited war, this is for you. Very persistent, Mr. Cyril. The game has rules. You're ignoring them. I protest, and you come back. 
You didn't come back. Now you're making sense. I was getting bored. Hmm. Of course, this isn't the time. Any time's a good time. I'm afraid I changed my mind again. You take a lot of chances, Lieutenant. So do you, mister. So do you. I think Phil chose that for us because that's like our favorite movie we've seen of all time. Alright, that was of course from Mara Mara of Season 2 TOS. Now, Council of Mistresses, what actor's illness in this episode stopped a scene from being filmed for over three weeks? Was it A, the goatee Mara Spock wore caused Leonard Nimoy to have a purple rash on his face? Was it B, guest star Barbara Luna's strep throat prevented her from making out with Kirk? Was it C, actresses in their midriff-bearing Mara uniforms all caught cold due to the studio soundstage's freezing temperatures? Or was it D, George Takai had serious skin allergies to the material used in the red shirts and was placed in the ICU? We actually don't have to look this one up on Memory Alpha because we know this. Okay. One of the reasons we know this is they had to change Barbara, Barbara Luna's costume to fit her because she lost so much weight due to her illness. So, it's that one. Whatever. No. B. 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 Alright. That is correct. That's right. During the filming of this episode, Barbara Luna had strep throat and 103 degree uh, fever, so her kissing scenes with Shatner were postponed for three weeks. It just had to be a Kirk question, didn't it? Alright. That takes us to... for our teams. Now this is an all-play round, so once each team finishes completing their scene, I will ask the bridge mates to ring in. Now, you can use a one-word episode title or some catchphrase for Enterprise. What's going to be your ring-in? Masks. Mask. All right. The glorious episode. All right. Team Lizards, what's going to be your ring-in? Threshold. Threshold. This is how it's going down, folks. All right. And Council of Messages, what's going to be your ring-in? Angel one, it's two words, but we're gonna go for it. All right, we here. So can I have Zach and, Zach and Mike up here to the stage? All right, here's the mic. Broit, you disreputable swindler! I put up with you, cheating for the last time. Sit. Look, er, why don't we just call it even? No hard feelings. Or take another spin on the house, or two, or three. A free visit to the Hall Suite. Do you know what a Hall Suite is? Do you have sex on your world? Look, take it all back, all the gemstones, and I'll throw in a case of Andolian brandy to make your trip home a little more enjoyable. You like our gemstones? You'll have an opportunity to win more. Mask, 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 mask. Oh, oh, all right. Let him finish. No, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. All right, all right. I heard counsel first. Oh, what do you got? Move along home. That is correct. <laughs> Thank you, Zach and Mike. All right. Alan Marine. <laughs> Grace and Aaron. Can I have you up front, please? All right, this is scene two. All right, hands on your mental buzzards, bridgemates. Whenever you all are ready. Mr. Spock, I thought you had accompanied Captain Kirk to the rest chamber. Your movements awakened me. My apologies. I did not realize they would disturb you. 
The only Vulcan ears would find the noise discernible. It seems that Vulcans are fascinatingly different in many ways. The same may be said of Stratos and Hamptons. Vulcan eyes are very discerning too. Each one! <laughs> Alright, let's let him finish, go ahead. <laughs> really? <laughs> I hear that intellectually, Vulcans are as highly involved as the strata city dwellers. We do pride ourselves in our logic. You only take a meet every seven years. The seven-year cycle is biologically inherent in all Vulcans. At that time, the mating drive outweighs other motivations. And there's nothing that can be done to disturb that cycle, Mr. Spock? Extreme feminine beauty is always deserving, madam. Alright, Angel on. what episode is that? The Cloudminders. Alright, that space is the Space Princess. It's the episode where Spock is distracted by the power of silver halter tops. <laughs> so logical, so logical. Alright, Ken and Beth, up front please. Roger, Old City. Stationed at the 2200 hours. All's well. You amaze me, Commander. Oh, how's that? A 20-year space Rachel! All right, if you finish. choose the worst duty station in town, I mean, look at this place. This is the hind end of space. He's quite appeals to me, Lieutenant. Well, maybe that's okay for someone like you whose career is winding down. But me, I need some challenge in my life, some adventure. Maybe just even a surprise or two. You know what they say. Be careful what you wish for. You may get it. Step into my parlor, gentlemen. That's Admiral Kirk, my god! Very good for you, Lieutenant. But it's Stanley Regular, no destination order, no encoded IDs. All true. Well, what are we going to do about it? I am not going to do anything about it, but you're going to sit in the closet. The closet? Have you lost all sense of reality? This isn't reality, this is fantasy. If you want an adventure, how's this? Feel the adrenaline going? Good boy, you'll get in the closet. Okay. <laughs> I believe he is wearing a JJ Kelvin okay. timeline shirt. So. Yes. 
so, I mean, he most famously got demoted from Admiral down to Captain in Red. So he put that on the left. Yeah, but then we have uh, JJ where, like, he got demoted in, into darkness. And that's one time, right? I think that's one time, so. And then zero. And then zero, yeah. so yellow in the middle. Because it happens after, well, depending on if we're going temporal or air date. <laughs> Are we going temporal already? I think really that's a question you have to ask yourself. Okay. <laughs> well, then, depending on the answer is how it is, it is me winning. So, okay. uh, yeah, so well, you, you agree? I agree. All right, red, yellow, greenish. All right, let me see here. Oh! Wow. All right, let's see here. All right, so let me check here my wonderful uh, totals here. I mean, <laughs> I just I just need to take a moment. I just you, the council mistress's logo was made by you guys. Made by Jared. Made by Jared. In like forty seconds. I'm afraid. Let's see. Making sure we don't have any ties. This is Morse's pencil in the end of yeah. season three. Alright, so I'm looking at the points here. So, um, I have Free Enterprise and Council of Mistresses tying. No ties. Which means, we've done that before. No. Lizard Babies is Super Bridgemaids. You tied for second. So now here comes the question. We're going to do a bonus round with Team Lizard Babies. Now this involves guessing the episode from Netflix summaries. You can do it. Have faith in it. I mean, Netflix is perfectly accurate in everything it says about Star Trek. Alright, so here we go for Netflix summaries. This is all TNG based, so, you know, because of course. Alright, so you have two minutes. Just give me the episode title. Or you can pass. Here we go. Much to Captain Picard's displeasure, Q reappears on the Enterprise, claiming to have been injected from the Q Continuum and stripped of his powers. Hi, thank you. That's Deja Q, thank you, Dan. Alright, next. Captain Picard is kidnapped and held with three different aliens. Meanwhile, he is replaced aboard the Enterprise by an imposter. A collector carries out an intricate plan to kidnap Data. Uh, most toys. Correct. While an alien archive transforms the Enterprise into its ancient society, Data is taken over, over by personalities from the extinct civilization. Mass. All right. Troy deals with feelings that are overwhelming her as she and Worf begin to form a relationship. That's all the Troy episodes. Uh, 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 it's, not, it's, not, it's not all good things, is it? Eye of the Beholder. Captain Picard races the Ferengi in an effort to track down the sun he never knew he had. Pass. Pass. Bloodlines. Ensign Rogue is sent to infiltrate the Maquis and finds herself torn between her loyalty to Starfleet and her sympathy for the Maquis. Isn't it? Maquis? Yeah, the Maquis. Preemptive strike. Captain Picard and some of his crew are caught in a deadly trap in the holodeck as the result of a ship-wide scan from an alien race. The Big Goodbye. Oh, okay. The Enterprise transports an elderly 
a Starfleet Admiral to negotiate a hostage crisis. Too short a season. Worf must choose between his loyalty to Starfleet and his Klingon heritage when two Klingon fugitives take over the Enterprise. Heart of Glory. Alright. While the Enterprise is en route to rendezvous with Troy Shuttlecraft, a bizarre malfunction caused the transport vehicle to crash on Baker 2. Skin of evil. Alright. I guess we'll. <laughs> Stick to Voyager. Well, anyway, we thank you all for coming. We thank Team Free Enterprise, our old great, Darren Moser and Daniel Crow. We thank Team Free Elizabeth Davis, To the Journey, Charlotte Schmidt and Christopher Dell. To the Journey! And Women at War, Council of Mistresses, Jara Hodge and Annie Vanderpoel. I'm Philip Gilchrist, and thank you all for coming. Thank you. Previously on Trek.fm. To the journey! He tweets out, you know, like, hey, walking around with my mobile emitter, you know, hashtag blessed. You know, it's just, I'm sure that's what <laughs> oh he's doing. Gosh. <laughs> yep, yep, he's, uh, he's taking photos of his holographic non-dinner. The 602 Club. And even the book started this way, and I remember reading the book and being like, what the F is going on? Because it's just such a strange scene, you know, this muggle caretaker in this house making tea and you're like, what is happening? But really what's being set up is this bookend of Voldemort looming over everything and finally finding a way to return. Stage 9, a podcast about the people who make Star Trek. Every every chance they have to get him off the bridge of that ship and have him running around on some planet or shooting some guy or jumping on something, they do. And it's like, he's got that chair there. It looks really comfortable. Let's have him sit in it for a while and command a starship. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. You can listen to every show on the network at Trek.fm with links for iTunes, streaming services, and a direct download link. This Week of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com. This is a great way for you to read all of the books you want to read but never have time for. Audible is always expanding with over 150,000 titles to choose from. There are classics, current bestsellers, and famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation. Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to try out Audible yourself. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. To support Trek FM, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Thank you, Audible, for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. If you are a weekly listener and would like to directly help Earl Grey, please consider becoming a patron of Trek FM. At patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose a pledge level and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. You'll be inside the Observation Lounge of our network, able to participate in our monthly patron roundtable podcasts, and supporting the production of all of our great content. We would like to take this moment to thank our current patron associate producers, Stephen Boyd and Ron Sarna. Thank you for supporting Earl Grey. Connect with other Trek FM listeners on our Facebook discussion group called The Babel Conference, found through the Facebook search field, or like the facebook.com slash trekfm page for show updates and announcements. The network is also on Twitter, at Trek FM.
Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed listening to Super Bridgemates, and we have an announcement about the future of Earl Grey. Uh, Daniel, Darren, and I have made the decision several weeks ago as a group um, that we are uh, have decided to uh, end our run here at Earl Grey, and so next week will be the last episode of Earl Grey with the co-host of Darren Moser, Daniel Prue, and Philip Gilfus, and certainly we'll probably be able to talk more uh, last or next week as we uh, talk about as we go off into the sunset or a sun. In case you guys were in front of a sun, you know that, <laughs> by the way. Are we near a oh, star? Man, it's are. really bright in here for our second to last episode. So, uh, you, you know, we uh, apologize if this seems like a sudden announcement, but we certainly didn't want to dampen anyone's fun at Star Trek Las Vegas or anything like that. But certainly this will be the, uh, the end of Earl Grey, at least under our command. I won't do the Star Trek 6 ending. But anyway, we look forward to hearing <laughs> from listeners. And There are plenty of, of T's left in the alphabet. So that's true. You think they'll make another Earl Grey? <laughs> well, they'll just brew another one. <laughs> All right. But yes. So as we as we head off to next week, if you'd like, you can obviously send us an email through our Trek FM contact page. Already, some people have as this was announced a couple days ago on Facebook, and we'd love to hear your your feedback and and uh, well wishes as we head off to New Frontiers. But uh, we we have a great show planned for you guys next week, and we're looking forward to I it. I think he's just saying that because Daniel's in charge, and we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it, it will be but fun, was... and and uh, you know we'll get more into what's going on next week. Um, but uh, you know we we obviously appreciate all the love and support that's already been thrown our way, uh, and and I'm sure that we'll continue to come in uh, over the next week or so. And uh, like I said, we'll. We will talk, uh, you know, you'll, you'll uh, learn more uh, next week as well. Yeah, the power of three will never be divided. We are the charmed ones of Star Trek. So, now, uh, Darren, when you're not telling people to shh, where can people find you? Because that was only half the party, okay? Just the second half of the party. And they can find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi, D-R-S-C-I-F-I, or my website, DrSciFi.com, where I post all of my Stormtroop, Stormtrooper events, which I got to put my pictures up from Star Trek Las Vegas now that I think about it. All right, Daniel. And when you're uh, not explaining to people your t-shirt that says, this is my cosplay, where can people find you? Well, they can find me on Twitter, at uh, 1UpDan. That is the number one, not the word, as in one hour late to join the party. <laughs> oh. and when people want to s- know how much of a uh, tread i'm putting into the rug worrying about an audio cord about super bridge mates they can find me on twitter where my handle is nc public servant that's nc for no audio cord <laughs> i was gonna say it has to be no cord it has to be no cord all right well until next week and our last week make it so Live long and prosper. Engage. Fire.